can be podcast podcast, please roop and cheer for the guy who's already standing in front of the stage. It's John Hastings, everybody. Bobby, 47 degrees inside <laughs> the attic at the counting house. We are a, it is a capacity crowd in the room that I can't even fit into. <laughs> because when I do a professional show, I have specific specifications. I want a room that feels like you are literally inside an asshole. <laughs> and I want to make sure that the ceiling is high everywhere else in the room except for the stage, <laughs> where I have to perform from while also developing a spinal disorder. <laughs> and then I surround myself on one side, cool, hip, 20-year-old people, fresh from sending back a cappuccino, and then on the other side. <laughs> the man who gives James Bond his gadgets. <laughs> Thank God you're here, sir. If we have technical difficulties, you'll fix it with your mind. What's your name, brother? Uh, my name is Alan. Your name is Arwen or Alan? Alan. For a second, I thought your name was Owl, and I was like, fuck yeah, it is. You have your own code name. This is going to be the greatest show ever. Code name Owl. Mission Laughter. And uh, Alan, what do you do for a living, brother? I'm an engineer. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Listen, you know what? What, do you, what? what kind of engineering? Please, mechanical. Mechanical. No, of course, let's test electronics. You, you test and sell electronics? To who? Uh, can tell <laughs> You know, most people, I think he's bullshitting, but this guy, I'm like, he's totally selling it to, like, the Chechnyans or something. <laughs> Like, you knew about WikiLeaks like two days before the rest of us, didn't you, brother? Can't say. <laughs> it was fine until he laughed at me and can't say. <laughs> Puff of smoke. <laughs> so you work in technology and computers. I like yep. to make sure that you guys feel like the performer is really comfortable and not awkward at all. Like I sit here, I should be stroking an ocelot and wearing a black leotard with a right, a right scarf, a red scarf, just saying something like, Alan, if you were a dance, it would be kicking. I thought that would get more, but whatever. Thank you, brother. You're very supportive. And what brings you to the friend? I'm opening them so the French comes to you. <laughs> now, are you one of those uh, uh, Scots that are like, fuck the French, fuck them coming into our country and leaving literally millions of pounds in revenue <laughs> that we can use so all of us go to university for free? We don't pave the streets because we hate ankles in Scotland. You're too close to the bone, that last comment. I fucking know what I said. How do you feel about the French? It's good, I, I like it. I could come up. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that the shoe goes? It's going pretty well so far. Don't run with me or Alan. He'll give you a computer virus. You won't even, it won't even be for your computer. <laughs> I would have gotten more if I didn't stumble over the world of computers. <laughs> but literally happened is my brain just went, 
He literally said that thing you type with. <laughs> Thank you, Brain, for helping me out at the improv show. Talk about that thing you type with. A pencil? No, no, no. The one where you're supposed to be writing stuff, but then it's like 9-11 conspiracy theory, boobies, professional wrestling facts, and then writing time is done. Um, favorite part of the computer, Alan? <laughs> Follow-up question, because I've always wondered, what the fuck is actually <laughs> And don't all you in the back stare at me like you you, know, you fucking know. Some of you might. What is, what is the CPU, Alan? Computer processing Hmm, way to answer a question with more questions, my friend. <laughs> you definitely do work in IT. And you've got that condescending glaze over your eyes. It is the computer processing unit. I know you don't know what that means, but I'm not going to explain it. Instead, I'm about to say a bunch of technical jargon, but it doesn't make any sense. Johnson Rod, Motherboard, Allen Key. <laughs> and uh, why is the CPU your favorite part? The Much like you're the brains of this operation. Uh, no. Fuck. <laughs> no. That one? You like to. You wanna fuck me? <laughs> no. Not yet. No. I'll move you. No. <laughs> Give me time. Do you like my new haircut? Turning around, huh? No. <laughs> Give me time. Now. She really showed him my bum. Yeah, it's hot Thank you, sir. What's your name, brother? Mark. Mark. And Mark, what do you do? I also work in IT. Figured. It's that condescending look, No, no, no. You have that, like, positive IT guy where you walk in and you go, your computer's fucked. Did you back it up? And then we say, no, no one does that. And then you guys go, well, you should have backed it up. And then you just leave. <laughs> I think you just not. Yeah, that is the protocol yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah. You leave them alone to cry, well, then you go and, you know, play Street Fighter 2. <laughs> are you more of a Mortal Kombat guy? No, Street Fighter. Yeah, Street Fighter. Yeah, yeah. Listen, you can hear it. Everyone's genitals have just awoken in arousal at the mention of Street Fighter 2. <laughs> this show is also known as the Tsunami of Pussy. Now, this is all the Street Fighter facts. I, um, I had an interesting day. I woke up and I thought, you know what, I want to change. And I ran into my friend Carl, and he said, I just bought some clippers. And I said, have you ever shaved someone's head before? And he said, no. I said, well, let's go shave my head. So we just shaved my head in front of that gin garden on, uh, in Hill Square. Well, the wind picked up, and a lot of people's cocktails were slightly ruined. <laughs> <laughs> as my hair began billowing towards them. So it was a free haircut and a nice moment to see a lot of posh people kind of covering their drinks and looking at me. Is this a show? I started yelling, it's five quid to enter. <laughs> no one gave me money. By the way, the show is free to get in. It's not free to get out. <laughs> and I'm not talking about pounds. We're talking money to folds. And if you can fold a pound coin, Alan probably can with his mind. But the rest of you... <laughs> You're out of fucking luck, so money at the end. Thank you so much. Back to you, Mark. Mark, are you a single gentleman? No. No. You're in love? Yes. Very decisive IT answer to that. Are you in love? Yes, I am. I have programmed my heart to feel that. <laughs> <laughs> one zero, one zero, one zero, one. That's love in binary. Now, yes, I will make jokes that go over your head, and then I will explain them, and it will not slow down the show. Now, and Mark, is your love here? No. No. 
Where is she? Switzerland. Switzerland. Does she live in Switzerland? No. What is she doing in Switzerland? She's dancing. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard many things in my years in the business of show. I've never heard of someone going to Zurich to dance. <laughs> what, is she, what kind of dancer? Interpretive? Classical? Irish. Irish. It's own genre. Yes. <laughs> also, did you know that fucking Michael Flatley, Lord of the Dance? Not Irish. He's American. It broke my fucking heart. And I'm not Irish. I was just like, I just assumed him there. I know he's an American guy. I was like, he can go fuck himself then. <laughs> like, it was finding out that McDonald's was bad for you. You're like, but they told me as a child it was so delicious. <laughs> they had all those weird pedophile cartoon characters that sold me. Did you guys have, like, Ronald McDonald in the UK? Oh, yeah. yeah. I like how you shook your head. <laughs> <laughs> everyone else was like, yeah, so you specifically. What is your name, brother? Dougie. Dougie. Yeah, it is. You do look like a Dougie, the kind of guy who can play a mean game of cricket and show you how to hotwire a car. <laughs> Not because you stole my car, but just in case you need to know how. <laughs> and what do you do for a living, Dougie? You're what? No, you're not. <laughs> you're an accountant with that accent? I would never want you to do my taxes. <laughs> Hello, John? Yeah, it's your accountant. Dougie, the accountant. <laughs> That's not a good thing to see on a plaque. Who does your taxes? Dougie, and then my lawyer's a guy named Momo. <laughs> he works out of a Cadillac. <laughs> Dougie, the accountant here. I just got off the uh, phone with Inland Revenue. They're a pack of the cunts. And, uh, <laughs> turns out you owe uh, 1,100 bing bongs. So you can get that to me in cash only. I'll talk to you later. And Dougie, are you here with someone special? One of my friends. One of your friends. And how long have you guys been friends? I don't know why I say friends in such a needlessly creepy way. <laughs> how long have you guys been friends? <laughs> Ten years. Very good. And you're a local as well, Dougie? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Forever? Yeah, yeah. Born, born, born and bred. How do you feel about Glasgow? That's a nice place to visit. I love it. Very, very passive aggressive yet lovely answer. <laughs> lovely place to visit. Don't want to fucking live there. He I asked, do I live there? <laughs> Wait a minute, you live in Glasgow? Yes. And you visit her in Glasgow? Yes. Let me ask you this about the feud between Glasgow and Edinburgh. Because Glasgow is when you go there and you mention Edinburgh, everyone spits and says, oh, those punks. <laughs> <laughs> Edinburgh is Glasgow. Yeah. 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 Edinburgh they're lovely from time to time. I, they have some feelings about us, but we don't know what that's all about because we're too busy reading. <laughs> and it's very weird because you guys are so fervently like, fuck. And I can see why, because Glasgow as a city has the worst fucking reputation. It's, we say it's not a city. It's totally a city. It's got everything. A weird hill, a clock tower, a needless roundabout, a river, <laughs> flights once the sun goes down. <laughs> but the thing is, Glasgow, whenever you go there, whenever you tell someone you're going to Glasgow, they're like, you you better be careful, you're gonna see something crazy. They got a guy there, he dresses like a clown, and he just shows you a knife, and then he kisses you. <laughs> and then you get off the train in Glasgow, and a man holds you like a nice menu to a tapas restaurant, and lets you know that there's a cafe around the way that makes lattes inside hollowed out plums. <laughs> like, it's not the city, like, it's not a rough town, correct? It depends what I'm on. I don't know what's going on. I've been all over. Like it's again, it's the United if you Kingdom. Like you or not. Pardon me? Depends if you like you or not. It depends if the, like as a city, do you guys vote on everyone who visits? <laughs> the night before a train arrives, you guys show up productions. <laughs> Hastings from Canada. Are we gonna mug them or are we gonna show them the nice bit? <laughs> One guy dug in the account. I'm visiting from Edinburgh, but we could mug them. <laughs> the floor does not recognize an 
ember of hope. <laughs> and how are you feeling about Scotland's future? It's been a tumultuous, amazing year for the country that is Scotland. It's been very, very strange and weird to watch it, but it's been good. It's been great. As watching it as someone who has no dog in the race except for having a lot of British pounds, I've really enjoyed what you guys have done with that currency. Because it's going up, 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 while the Canadian dollar's going down, down, down. And I've gone from being a relatively poor man to having, you know, some money in Canada. So I have now owned 11 beavers. Two igloos, yeah. How many igloos do you fuckers have? Not a one. Not a one. Um, have you ever been to Canada, Dougie? I don't know. Hi, you should go. The fact that your name is Dougie, they make you prime minister in like four minutes. If you learn to play hockey and brew coffee, you can be our king. <laughs> Especially because you're Scottish. Canada is this weird thing where all of our grandparents are from Scotland. You've met Canadians in the pubs in Edinburgh. You go, I'm Scottish. You go, fucking not, mate. You go, no, I am. I own a kilt. My great 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 grandfather's roommate was Scottish. So that makes me four fifths Glaswegian. And my grandparents are Scottish, but I don't consider myself Scottish. I kind of root for Scotland, but only when it benefits me. So, like, I was hoping you guys would go independent, but long would wait, wait long enough for me to change all my money out of British pounds for that currency fucking change. And then you guys took over Parliament, and I just enjoyed all of that. <laughs> just watching David Cameron look at all these Scottish people having a pint in the house. <laughs> and we're winning, you posh fuck. Cheers. Like, it's just enjoyable. You can see Scots. English people. <laughs> we don't find that funny at all. Well, you should. I'm enjoying it a lot. <laughs> and what was even weirder is I have a friend now who's a member of Parliament in the in in the House of Commons in London. The guy Tommy who owns the stand is a friend of mine, and he gave the first speech when the SNP stood there. So I'm just flicking the channels, and I see my friend like just on the Houses of Parliament, and I wasn't aware that he was running. So I was like. Did Tommy just streak in the houses of Parliament? <laughs> and then he gave this really eloquent speech, and I was like, well, I, it's much smarter. I should have stopped talking to him about fun places we farted in Glasgow. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, no, it's been an amazing year. It's very fun being, because I like to be very politically aware. My family is a very political family. My dad uh, worked for the shortest serving Canadian Prime Minister, a man named John Turner. He served for 36 36 but they were 36 days, <laughs> 36 days. And so my whole family really raised me to be very politically aware. And then moving to the UK, where I can't vote, it's now just become this fun spectator sport. Like, are you guys, you guys are English. So it's been a bit of a different year for you guys. And how did you feel about the election this year? Yeah, that's how everyone kind of feels. They're like, we didn't really know what to do, because no one really likes Cameron. But then you look at Ed Miliband, and you're like, what the he just, he looks like a kind of guy who's fucked food. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, just like, you wouldn't leave him alone with some mashed potatoes. Because you'd come back and something's happened, and then you'd ask him, Ed, did you fuck this mashed potato? No, my brother did. <laughs> Why'd you invite him? But it's just, it's really fucking weird, because you're like, Labor's got to have some, like, invent someone. You know what I mean? Like, Eddie Izzard wants to be the prime minister of... Britain? UK? I don't know what the fucking title is to be politically correct. What? He wants to be the mayor of London, but his secret plan is to eventually become prime minister, which I'm really looking forward to. <laughs> because you can't fucking go after a comedian in a debate, because he'll be a heckler. So someone will be like, I find your foreign policy ridiculous. And then he'll just like walk up in a kinky blouse and cool heels and be like, well, I find your attitude a tad ridiculous beehive. And everyone will be like, fuck yeah, Eddie, fuck yeah. <laughs> You're telling me that it could be Boris Johnson v. Izzard. For the marriage, 
two of the most ridiculous hairstyles in the world vying to be mayor of one of the most international cities is Boris Johnson again. I live in London, but because of a weird loophole in, uh, in tax law, I pay taxes in Canada, not in the UK. What's up, Mayor? We are full, but you can open the door anyway. Hey, brother, we're, we're totally full, but thank you so much for stopping by. But we love you. Everyone say I love you to this guy. And uh, who did you vote for in the last election? Ed Miliband. Ed Miliband. No wonder you're late. Should have I'm not in the room. <laughs> well, you're kind of in the room right now. Watch how hell Ed Miliband is still in politics. Nearly, nearly gone. I stepped right on that joke that I really liked. <laughs> I think everyone heard it. Everyone else was like, no, too far. Don't you drop your beer, buddy? Uh, you drank it? No, I didn't know. What? What's that Scottish, that shit. Good one. <laughs> uh, I know it wasn't, but thank you, Peter. It wasn't. Thank you, sir. I know what you guys are thinking. Are you going to talk about politics the whole time? No. I'm going to talk about last night when I farted. I got complimented by a homeless man. <laughs> so I'm hosting a show called Late in Live. We're all familiar with Late in Live? Yeah. All right. For those of you that don't know, Late in Live is this show that starts at 1 a.m. and it's filled with the drunkest students and like weird reprobates Edinburgh has to offer. Like, it's just nutty and it's 300 people and they're encouraged to chug and just get crazy and I'm hosting it and I take out all of the rage I build up being in Edinburgh throughout the day of like, oh, a blog reviewed your show and they found the title difficult to pronounce, one star, and they're like, I don't even know what the fuck that means. And then I go and walk the Royal Mile and you see a guy painted gold and he's just like blowing a bubble and then he tries to give you a flyer that's also origami and it cuts your hand. You're like, ah, paper cut. And then I walk in front of them and I just fucking rage. And last night was a particularly interesting one because I walk out and I immediately start getting heckled by a girl that I went on two dates with two years ago. And we snogged in Shoreditch because I know how to treat a lady nice and I have a credit card that needs to, you know, keep me in debt for a long time. And for those of you who've never been to Shoreditch, it's like the hip, hip, hip area of London. It's where you go if you look like a 1970 or an 1870s coal miner wearing jeans so tight everyone can see your asshole from the front. <laughs> and uh, and so we go and we, we end up snogging. Snogging is of course the most horrible word for kissing because snogging doesn't sound like something you do to someone you love. It sounds like something you and four friends did to someone you hate. <laughs> what happened to Bill? I'll tell you what happened to Bill. He stole a hundred quid from me. Me and the lads went over to his flat. We snogged the shit out of him. <laughs> his mouth is so sore right now. <laughs> so he snogged in a booth in this like posh place in Hoxton. And I'm a five minute bus ride away from, uh, from the pub we were in to my flat. And I was like, how about we hop on this bus and get back to my flat? And she's a posh girl. And I am from Canada. We don't have posh people there. Everyone just gets together, and you're either a French person or you're an English person. And that's how we divide it. Everywhere else, you guys go race, class, we go language, which is just weird. And I actually don't know where the divide comes from. I, again, I blame this island. If you find any fucking conflict, and there's one of you fuckers wearing a red coat going, I did that. And so. <laughs> And so, and I have never encountered, so she like, she's like fucking in like a, like a, a jacket more expensive this, than this entire building. I'm like, we're just gonna hop on this bus for five minutes. And she's just like, a bus? <laughs> I've never taken a bus. And I thought she was joking. I'm like, that's really funny. You've never taken a bus, but we're just hop on this bus. She's like, call a cab. Now, I was totally fine getting a cab, but I didn't like her fucking attitude. So I was just like, 
we'll, we'll lie, we, we'll be there in five minutes. And then she's just like, call a cab, or you're not getting any of this. And I'm like, I am not the fucking stereotypical male who will be like wowed by a lady maybe getting naked. I have the internet and also the ability to speak to women. I'll get laid again. So now I'm just like, no, you're being a little ridiculous. And she's just like, listen, either you pay for the cab, or this isn't coming with you. And she actually did this on the street, and I was like, goodbye. And then I got on the bus, and she just stood on the street corner, and I never saw her again, until last night she brought her boyfriend to lay <laughs> And she, I walk on stage, and she starts screaming, hey, John, we made out! Blame Canada! And then she starts kissing her boyfriend, and I said, you brought your boyfriend to see a show hosted by a guy you made out with. Isn't that a little creepy? And she went, no. And he went, what? Is that why we're here? <laughs> and it was awesome. He works as a guy who decommissions wells. Right? Isn't that a weirdly cool job? Like, everyone was like, fucking get him. And I'm like, I just want to know that that's, I didn't even know that was a job. I thought you could figure that out. Like, you put a bucket down a well. If there's no more water, fucking fill in the bucket. <laughs> fill in the bucket. Fuck. Fill in the hole. That's how they decommission wells in Scotland. You guys don't fill in the holes. You leave them there and then later call them, you know, roads and potholes on Princess Street. You fill, in, you fill in the buckets as a sign, so when someone tries to go fill up the, wall, uh, the well, the bucket's just full of concrete, and then you drop the bucket down the well, and nothing goes in the bucket. Yeah, I covered that up pretty good. You guys did well with me. But I was very impressed with myself. Thank you, I agree. Anyway, so the show, it was a weird note, but it ended very good, and it ends at about 3 o'clock in the morning, and then you pour out onto the streets, of, and you've all been on the streets during the festival, at three in the morning. Not you, son. You are like 12 years old. Please tell me. <laughs> How old are you, brother? 14. You're 14. And, Mom, you're okay with some of the language I've used this for? Very good, very good. So you're 14. He has older Pardon me? He has two older brothers. Oh, I, older. I'm so... So you're the youngest brother? Yeah. All right, here's what you're going to do. <laughs> Whenever they start beating on you and stuff like that, whatever, and they start picking on you, just lean in and whisper, Remember, I will be here. <laughs> and it won't really get to them now but later when they're like 30 and you're still like in your 20s and they're like oh why don't you settle down what's your name ross, ross. Yeah, that's a great you look like a ross powerful strong but able to read a book but won't bring it up when we're watching the same movie you know what I mean? You know those guys? That they've seen, they've read every Harry Potter book, but they'll still go with you to see the movies because you're just like, why would I read the books when I can watch the movie? Daniel Radcliffe is charming, and I wouldn't imagine someone so delightful when I read that book. Anyway, you're like 30, right? And they're all like, Ross, you gotta settle down, you gotta stop doing this basket weaving that you call a job, like, because you wanna go into basket weaving, right? Uh, yeah, thank you for playing along. Uh, what is your dream job, Ross? Uh, probably something technology. Probably something. <laughs> <No>? <laughs> you got any any jobs opening up at whatever we? What, what's the company you work for? Can't say. Can't say. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to work for MI6? <laughs> Do you want to work in something in technology? What? Something particular? You can, you know, dream big, brother. Don't go so like broad. I to work, you know, middle management in a small tech firm, someplace with a good diversified um, uh, pension plan. Full benefits, including dental. I am English, so these teeth are going eventually. And, uh, isn't that weird that that's not a joke you can make anymore? Like, still in Canada, we always talk about, like, British teeth are really bad. Then you come here, and it's like, 
everyone's teeth is fine. Their dental is covered by the National Health Service. <laughs> <laughs> everyone has bad teeth, Canadians, because we have to pay for dental, and we also like to drink around rocks, so a lot of us have caps in our mouths. Like me, these? Not real, and I'm not even taking care of them. Anyway, thank you, Russ. <laughs> so what specifically in technology are you looking to do? Uh, something with computers. I like how you somehow made that answer more vague. <laughs> <laughs> Originally it was technology, it's like now something in computers. Like you want to be in the movie Tron? <laughs> oh, that fucking sucks that that reference got like four old dudes, and the rest of you were like, that Daft Punk album? Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> Thank you, sir, for getting that great joke. With the rest of their life, never heard of that band. Really? They're delightful. They're, they're like the Kiss of techno. Kiss is a rock band. <laughs> rock music is like music is this thing that you used to buy on CDs, and now you get it on the internet. And uh, CDs were album. Albums were like a collection of songs put together specifically by the artist. Now you just buy individual songs. Right? Like you're on iTunes, right? Spotify. Spotify. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this is so, so you're 14, I'm 30. I find Spotify very overwhelming because there's too many choices. Because I'm like, do I want to listen to Tom Waits and then Neil Young? Or do I want to listen to Neil Young, then Tom Waits? And then I end up listening to nothing. <laughs> Favorite band, Ross? Um, Blondie. Who the fuck saw Blondie coming? <laughs> what a curveball. Great group. Great fucking group. So do you like, like New Wave? Uh, more than not. That is New Wave, Ross. May <laughs> 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 I say you had that beautiful teenage 80s music, fuckface. Hey, hey, Fossil! 1980s music. Blondie! Phil Collins! That other guy who sang Salisbury Hill and then had a solo career. <laughs> sang Big Time. Peter Gabriel! Fuck! <laughs> Have you ever heard of Peter Gabriel? No. Listen, check it out. Genesis. He's, he was in Genesis, and like everyone who was in Genesis went on to have the worst solo careers. <laughs> Genesis great group. All their songs sound like this. The people, the people, the people, the people, the people. And then... Go listen to Genesis. That was a spot-on fucking impression. You can stare at me all you want. You will hear fucking carpet crawlers later and be like, how the fuck did he do that? <laughs> Didn't touch boobs until I was 18. That's how I did it. Now, uh, now Ross, so you gotta listen to any post-Genesis solo guy. Because here's what happens. They get out of the band, and if you're in this really progressive, heavily, well-orchestrated musical group, now I'm gonna write the weirdest pop songs ever. So, uh, like Peter Gabriel, he came out of Genesis, and he did songs like Big Time, which is a song about how um, he wants to make it big time. Nope, it's about a time that is big. <laughs> On the clock that he is deemed big time. It's noon, he's singing a song about lunch. It's a number one hit. The 80s were a weird time because of a couple of reasons. One, Thatcher. Two, cocaine. Now, <laughs> again, great joke. You guys don't have to appreciate it, but me and Ross do. <laughs> and so, something in computers, specifically in computers. You pick anything. Already, perfect IT face. Because <laughs> he's just thinking, and I can see his thought is, fuck you. <laughs> Building, but you just sum it up. Nice. 
like Q, but in like the Roger Moore years, as opposed to now where he's just like an asshole. <laughs> that joke was just for you guys. <laughs> Thank you for appreciating. The rest of you are probably thinking, no, I like the new Q. Really? I like James Bond when he had a rocket car. Not now when he's brooding and can't even stop an old woman or old woman from getting shot. <laughs> that Skyfall was such a good movie the first time, then you watch it the second time and you're like, so this is a movie about an, a guy who's the best spy in the world who can't stop one man from killing an old lady. <laughs> Fuck you, Sam Raimi. <laughs> Keep in mind, this is the same man, technically, if you're going, if it's all one job, that he has stopped the world from ending by a guy named Hugo Drax, who had a laser beam made out of diamonds. And now he can't stop a computer hacker from sending a tube through the wall. Or the tube. A tube. Anyway, that tube. Uh, <laughs> final thing. Of your two brothers, which one do you hate more? Mom, come here. <laughs> <laughs> um, both <laughs> oh. You love them both? Yeah. Good fucking answer, Ross. <laughs> Way to fucking save that. And finally, Ross, favorite subject in school? Uh, probably theater studies. Yeah, I did theater studies. This could be your career one day. Seth, don't laugh at me. <laughs> Actually, do laugh at me. That's the purpose of this show. You two could one day be in here in the room where Anne Frank wrote that lovely book. <laughs> <laughs> Just talking nonsense to a 14 year old and you'll say to them, are you really into alternative music? And they'll say, 90s music. And then you'll say, that's alternative music. <laughs> and they probably won't do that because by the time you're my age, everyone will be like working for artificial intelligence and we'll just be in weird pods in space. <laughs> I'm going to say this right now. I don't know why I'm crouched down in the middle of the crowd. Because I want to give the show an air of Jeremy Kyle tension. <laughs> <laughs> you, by the way, I am an immigrant to this country. I am everything that UKIP isn't for. I don't pay taxes. I don't have a traditional job. I, I used her health care one time because I fell down the stairs and my jaw was clicking and the doctors went, do you grind your teeth? And I went, yeah. And he went, that's from that. It had nothing to do with you falling down the stairs. And I went, well, nice to check. And he was like, have a good day. And I was like, I love this NHS. And he uh, didn't even ask my name. It was really exciting. I also don't know if he was a doctor or just some guy who brought a coat. But, still, <laughs> but uh, you have to tell people about the Jeremy Kyle show and let them know that that's not real. That they're actors that are cast. Because if you just watch that, you go, what happened to the north of England? And why are these people so sad and yet still have money for so many neck tattoos? Because <laughs> you just watch it, and there's this like, have you ever watched the Jeremy Kyle show on? Uh, not really. All right, so if you've never seen it, here's what it is there's this thin, weird looking guy who looks like a rat, but like a rat who thinks he's a mouse. And, you know what I mean? Like he thinks he's so good, but he's not. And he just paces back and forth and he says things like, So, Brenda, you gave birth to a watermelon. <laughs> After pledging to Ralph, you give birth to a fox. <laughs> What's wrong with you, Brenda? And then she says nothing and he goes, Answer my questions! And then does this. <laughs> For an hour. <laughs> it's the most engaging television I've ever watched in my entire life. Because then eventually one of them runs off the stage and then he just chases them into a car park. And you know it's staged because it's always sunny outside. And I'm like, where are they filming this? Because it's not Manchester. I've been to Manchester and here's how weather goes in Manchester. 
Rainy, rainy, rainy. Is that the sun? No. Moon. Rainy, rainy, rainy. Is that the sun? Yes, but not for long. Rainy, rainy, rainy. Thunder showers. Frogs. Scary heroin guy falling off a building, lands on feet, runs away. Rain, rain, rain. And where in uh, England are you from, Boston? Rugby. The scrum? <laughs> that was a joke about how there's a position in rugby called the scrum. It's where they, uh, all the team get together and they run at each other. He's actually from the town called rugby, so they wouldn't have a scrum there. But I said it for humorous reasons. I was pointing into the back half of the room, who were looking at me like I just took a shit in their cereal. <laughs> After that completely unrehearsed remark. I could have made a joke about, oh, so are you one of the hookers? But that would have been inappropriate. <laughs> it's a family show, sort of, kind of. <laughs> and you're from rugby. Where in, where in England is rugby? Uh, it doesn't help. I, I thought Wales was on the other side for about two years. And by that I mean I thought Wales was on the, like, the French side not on the Ireland side. <laughs> and I said that because I was in Cardiff and they pointed over to a landmass. I'm like, oh, is that Ireland? And they're like, no, that's still Cardiff. And I was like, I don't know where I am in the world. Because <laughs> you guys don't use like north, south. You use like north and south, but you use it like this. There's the north and then there's Scotland. But that's just up. Like you need to use like east and west. And then you say, we're in the west country. And you'll say, which part of the west country? And they'll say, the south. And you're like, I don't, what, what? <laughs> what compass? Are you using the compass for Pirates of the Caribbean? <laughs> it only goes south. Nailed it, John. <laughs> Thanks, pal. <laughs> and um, is it your, and so you live in the Midlands, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you hate Birmingham? I don't know where they hate You hate Coventry. Oh, you're, you, wait. <laughs> Are you making fun of how I pronounce it? <laughs> I know you are, Ross. <laughs> so you were on Hitler's side. <laughs> oh, too soon? Too soon, guys? <laughs> For those of you who didn't get that joke, there was a massive bombing of Coventry. I just made light of it. It's okay. None of the people in this room were there. Now, unless they were. <laughs> Did you have a hand in cracking that code? <laughs> Not at all. I kind of don't believe you. <laughs> Even though based on your age, there's no way you could have been unless you were like a two-year-old who waddled in just in a nappy. I have a theory. <laughs> What's that, baby Alan? I don't know. Well, was that the Enigma machine that was used to they figure out the bombing of Coventry? I don't know why I'm asking you, but let's find out. I was too young then. <laughs> I was born then. You're baby, yeah. <laughs> too young. Were you too young or not born? Not born. <laughs> Again, the laugh at the end makes me very nervous. <laughs> not born. <laughs> but I still existed. <laughs> Finally, it comes to you. <laughs> the youth of the show bringing us a nice perspective. Thanks about that Taylor Swift. Are you guys gonna shake it off? Shake it off? I just turned 22, actually. Pardon me? 22. You just turned 22? That's still very young. I'm, I'm 30, and I still love who Taylor Swift is. Do you know who Taylor Swift I know is? I Taylor Swift is, yeah. Do you love that song, Shake It Off? A little bit. Anyone, everyone here has heard the song, Shake It Off? Yeah. Does anyone here hate that song? <laughs> And you tried, but you just did it for last, Ross, which made me very happy about it. <laughs> there's something about, because I'm not a pop music fan at all, but there's something just about it. 
hey, let's spend that day on the, the art table, but who would hate you? You're so kissable. <laughs> <laughs> favorite band. And what's your name? Ellie. Ellie. And Ellie's favorite band. Well, then I the killers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> you? Favorite band as well? Snow Patrol or Killers. What? <laughs> Snow, Patrol. <laughs> Snow Patrol or Killers. Your two favorite bands are Snow Patrol or Killers. Oh, yes, yes. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> <laughs> Stereotypes are not true. <laughs> you put a gun to my head and say pick between him and her. Who would know who DJ Tiesto is? <laughs> and I would say her. And you're just like, no, 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 man, Tiesto, he's the best DJ in the world. <laughs> and then he's not actually a DJ, that's why I also really like DJs too, but fucking, he drives me crazy. Because what he does, please don't know, DJ Tiesto is fucking massive in the electro music or electronic music community. But what he does, right, is he programs all the songs before he does a concert, and then he dances. That's not DJing. DJing is you walk out with a crate of records, and you look really stressed out, and you start playing, and then you start scratching, and everyone in the crowd goes, that's kind of annoying. What the fuck? How did you just make Frank Sinatra and Megadeth together and make it danceable? And then you're like, this is the best ever. As opposed to Tiesto just walks in and goes like, how will we party in tonight? And then just goes, and you're on ecstasy and you feel better. Anyway, so, um, and what brings you to the Ember Festival, Ellie? Which I hopefully is your name, I didn't forget. Good. Uh, we're in Scotland, so we thought we'd pop over. What are you doing in Scotland? Spying? Caravanning? Caravanning? Is that like cottaging? <laughs> Which is another term you guys need to let know at the border because it means something very different everywhere else in the world. In the rest of the world, it means going to a cottage. Here, not so much. You're still warm, but for very different reasons. Right, Alan? <laughs> Hold my hand. I'll see you at the cottage later. <laughs> I'm talking about a literal cottage. Get your head out of the cottage. <laughs> so what does caravanning mean? We were just on holiday in a caravan. <laughs> like Danny, the champion of the world? That's a reference to the Roald Dahl book. Who the fuck thought I would bring that up? That man was so confused he almost cried. <laughs> I can't believe you brought a roll that fucking Matilda gets me every fucking time. I agree. So you caravan, who drives the caravan? It's a static caravan. So you're not really caravanning, you're more of caravan. So you've been lying all Putting on airs, claiming to be one of the caravan people, like Brad Pitt in Snatch. And instead you're in a tent, like a tenter. Or camper, which is what they're actually called, as opposed to tenter, which just sounds oddly sexual. What are we going to do? Some tent exploring. It's like cottaging, but without all the class. <laughs> Oh, that one got to me. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, that's five quid after <laughs> And uh, what is your name? Lucy. Lucy, you've seen Just and True, Lucy, is that true? I've seen what? Just and True. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like Ellie, who's full of lies. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of time in a caravan. <laughs> 
So you were caravanning, but you're not now caravanning. Boom, Perry Mason. <laughs> Reference I didn't think people would think, but thank you for having me at it. For those of you who know who Perry Mason is, Perry Mason was a show uh, about a lawyer uh, who just really didn't practice law. Instead, he'd just argue with people and eventually prove that they were murderers. And he was played by an actor named Raymond Burr. Raymond Burr is one of the most closeted actors in the history of Hollywood. So he, he was gay, but he wanted no one to know. So he invented a wife and daughter and claimed they died in a plane crash so no one would ask about his personal life. And he had a, a lisp and he was a very camp man, but you, no one ever knew. So he, that's why he was such a good actor, is that he, his entire life was this total role. And then when the doors would close, he was just like, hello, um, but not for the rest of his life. I know what you're thinking, hey John, you brought that uh, show right down with that information about Raymond Burr. <laughs> yeah, that's right, but uh, now you know that. <laughs> you know one less telephone number and one fact about Raymond Burr. <laughs> Back to you. <laughs> Lucy? Yeah. Oh, what's your name, brother? Alan. Alan. Also. Yeah. No relation. <laughs> Alan, is this the clone of yourself that you made? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I totally believe everything you're saying. I. You, you do have that face, like, you, and it's also the way you say it. Could be. Who knows? <laughs> have you ever seen the show Archer? Yes. You have like you're like a you're like a noble Krieger. <laughs> Thank you for seeing that show and understanding. While the rest of you guys are going, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> I could have said something in Swahili and it would have been received as well. And so, how much time did you guys spend in the caravan? Uh, about a week. You lie. <laughs> how much time have you spent in the tent? About a week. <laughs> so you're camping. Well, <laughs> we were in a tent next to a caravan. We slept in the tent and we like cooked and stuff in the caravan. You, you guys don't look toilet. like you're off camping. You're in like a very nice top. You definitely look like you just went through like lumberjack school. <laughs> and you look like you're just about ready to set sail on a yacht. Like, it's sort of a compliment. And um, <laughs> you don't know what yachting is known for in Canada. <laughs> that means you get on a boat and go around a marina. But I fooled you for a second. <laughs> and what inspired you guys to go on this noble adventure, camping in a city, in a tent, even though hotels are available? <laughs> we weren't camping in the city. Oh, you weren't camping in the city. Where are you camping? We were about as far away from signal or internet as you can get in the bottom west of Scotland? <laughs> so I'm not the only one who goes in no directions. We were in the bottom west of Scotland. So the ocean. You guys were in the caravan in the ocean. And what, ins what inspired three friends? You guys, we really want to be featured in a missing persons report? Or, or just have a good story that sounds like the beginning of a horror or porn movie? That one was just for you guys. <laughs> What inspired it? Um, well, our family have a caravan there, and we've oh, been going there for. And you guys are related? Well, this is my cousin. He wasn't there with us. We yeah, were I have there. no idea what they're talking about. We don't know him. All right, creepy old men who all just went, oh, <laughs> two ladies alone in the ocean. What happened next? Pillow fight? <laughs> Inappropriate. Inappropriate. But seriously, though, was there a pillow fight? <laughs> no. Where were you, brother? Uh, here. You were here? Yeah. In Not John this room. 
Adam. Yeah, I figured, but I mean, I feel like you, not this room specifically. I see you have an attention to detail comedian. I was in the city of Edinburgh. I spent both of my time in Leeds. I spent one day on the grass market, about 45 minutes. I walked up the cow gate. I took one look at Princess Street, and I was like, no, too weird. And then I tried to do the Royal Mile, but then a woman covered mostly in boob tassels bit me, and I think it was bad. <laughs> if she has bit you, that means one day you will become a burlesque dancer. Um, and so how long were you guys camping for? What inspired the camping trip? Just fun, fun jips and japes between friends? Yeah. Most exciting part of the camping trip? Donutting? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have enough time to figure it out. <laughs> and Lucy, what in the name of holy hell is donutting? <laughs> it's like a big inflatable donut that you sit in and it's attached to a boat with a motor, and the person in the boat drives you around really, fast. really, really fast in the sea and tries to throw you out into the sea. So and you just like go over the. So wind. it's like assisted drowning. Basically. Yeah, yeah. With life jackets. Well, I, no would, I would hope so. <laughs> so yeah, because you're taking someone out in something inflatable in the ocean. That's how sad stories start. <laughs> Whatever happened to Ellie? Well, she was sleeping next to a caravan in a hotel. A man showed up with a plastic donut and said, get on it, I have a motorboat, nothing bad will happen. And she thought, I'm going to go with this guy. He partially drawn on facial hair and eyes so deep they look like a murky puddle. But I trust him. His, his boat was called The Last Resort. And he, had, he held a knife within his teeth because he said it made him feel comfortable. But I thought... This guy's a okay, <laughs> and um, so we went donating, and and you guys are and you guys are friends. How are your friends? Uh, we went to school together. Which school? Many All schools. schools. <laughs> I think you guys. I think you're state, and you're like they are troublemakers. <laughs> like high school, university. Um, playgroup, primary school. So you guys have known school. each other forever. Yeah. And you guys decided to take like a best friends camping trip. Did you meet any nice? Field gentleman? <laughs> no. <laughs> You're not you guys are into the Scottish men? I wouldn't say that. Nice. <laughs> She's related to some. Related to some. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> no, no, I got it. Thank you. <laughs> Wait a minute, you, you were not being an accountant until that last one. You're like, oh, let me clarify, he's a Scottish person. That would mean that they are related together. Uh, it was not an incest joke, um, but that comment is now deductible. See me after. What is your what, what is your full name? Douglas. Douglas what? <laughs> Linton. Linton. But do you work as Dougie Linton, accountant? Yeah. Well, I work for a company. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was really afraid it was like Dougie Linton and Associates. We'll do your taxes and we'll break your neck. Don't fuck with us. Um, well. Lucy and Ellie, the show is, is concluded. I'll be at the back handing you uh, flyers to my other show and also demanding your goddamn money. <laughs> Thank you, Dougie. I knew the accountant would like that joke, but the rest of you go, we get it. Stop bringing it up. I will, calm down. Uh, but before we go, we're going to get a piece of advice from you two. But while you think of that, we're going to get closing remarks from Alan. <laughs> so, Alan, anything you want to say, just a sentence. Because of your noble face and search for truth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like how you just went search for truth and then laugh. What are you involved in? 
Closing remarks, how do you feel right now, Alan? Uh, enjoy yourself tonight and have a laugh. Great closing words. Enjoy yourself tonight and have a laugh. That may mean there's a chemical attack coming tomorrow. <laughs> but still, have a nice night tonight. So round of applause for Alan, everybody. Now, now we close on a piece of advice learned from two ladies who spent a week or two weeks, I can't really fucking tell, in a caravan possibly on the ocean, which would make it a barge or a boat. Piece of advice, closing words from you two. Danger never takes a day off. <laughs> Terrifying words, Danger. Remember everyone. Danger never takes a day off. Especially when you're cottaging and donating at the same time. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been I Think Me a Podcast Podcast. I'm Richard Anderson from Game Back. Thank you very much.